I'm Rob Skinner, and this is the Rob Skinner Podcast. Today, I'm going to talk to Nathan Tripke from Flagstaff, Arizona. Nathan is a mobile missionary. He's a young man who decided to work remotely and help plant a church. You're going to find out today how what got him interested in Flagstaff, what's happened since he got there, what's it like working a full-time job and doing missionary work, what gets him up in the morning, and what's been his biggest spiritual victory and defeat. All this and more on the Rob Skinner Podcast. Welcome back to the Rob Skinner Podcast. My goal is to inspire you to live a no regrets life, make this life count, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. I'm fired up because I've got on my program Nathan Tripke. Nathan is originally from California. He spent time in Boston, and now he's on the mission team to Flagstaff, Arizona. And he's part of a new breed of young people who are working remotely and doing missionary work. And so he's got a full-time job, plus he's working for the Lord in his off time in order to build the church. And I look forward to talking to him in a few seconds. But before that, I want to invite you to the 2021 CLIMB Small Church Leadership Conference. If you're leading in a small church, a small ministry, small group, if you aspire to, if you want to do missionary work, you don't want to miss this event. You're going to hear inspirational speaking from Mufid and Jesse Tomei, who come from Beirut, Lebanon. Josue Ortega from El Salvador, Todd Assad from Texas, Tim Summerlin, Kyle Spears, Jennifer Conzen, Joel P., Joel Nagel, Kelsey Hahn, David Jung, John Lusk, and more people. It's going to be inspirational. One thing that I love about this program is it's so practical. Sometimes I've gone to conferences and I go, okay, there's a lot of high-level stuff, but I need tools. I need help. So each day is going to have a theme to help you and your ministry grow. Every class is going to give you specific tools to revive your spirit and grow your ministry. For example, on Friday, it'll be totally dedicated to helping you get fired up and restore the joy of your salvation. We're customizing a program to make 2022 your best year ever spiritually. So even if you're down in the dumps coming into this conference, I can almost guarantee you, you will leave there so fired up and excited going into 2022. Also, the Saturday program is going to help you come up with a complete and thorough plan, a program, and a curriculum for your ministry in 2022. You're going to leave this conference with everything you need, the material, the support, everything to make 2022 your best ministry year so far. And again, I want to repeat, I feel like the biggest impact that COVID's had is just the way it's just hammered away on small church, small ministry leaders, leaders around the kingdom. You're going to spend three days with disciples who are climbing the same mountain as you. I mean, it's going to be so encouraging. So many like, oh man, that person understands me. They get me. They understand. They get the same challenges. You're going to make tons of friends. You're going to laugh. You're going to learn every single day. So please sign up at robskinner.com. It's going to be December 2nd through 5th. 
If you haven't heard about it, here you are. You're hearing about it. It's going to be amazing. I want to see you at the Climb Conference. Go to robskinner.com. Look for the Climb Conference tab. I'll see you in Dallas in December. Nathan, welcome to the program. Hey, how's it going? It is great. Great to have you. Brian Mackey told me that a guy named Nathan is was moving out to Flagstaff, and I was so fired up about that. And so I, I, it was great to meet you on the kickoff weekend. That was a blast. I mean, just what a great, great start. Let me go ahead and get started by asking you this. How did you become a Christian? Yeah. Um, so I grew up a, a believer, you know, in, in Southern California, my family going to church. But I, I really became a Christian when I was going to... I decided to transfer um, from going to NAU here in Flagstaff to a school out in Boston because I had been dating a girl long distance um, from high school. We both grew up in California together. We were dating long distance and I wanted to transfer out there. And so during my, you know, the first summer as a freshman, and that's when I wanted to transfer out there. I had, I had applied to the school in Suffolk in Boston and um during this off semester, this semester where I was basically waiting to get, you know, approved and make it official to move to Boston, that's when my girlfriend at the time, who was in Boston University, got met on campus by the campus ministers at the time, which is um, uh, Jesse and Alexander Goman, who are great friends of mine now. But basically, they met her, and, and when I had transferred out there, um, she'd been studying the Bible for months at that point. <laughs> uh, and there was even a time where, you know, we were going to break up because you need to focus on God. And I was like, whoa, 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 wait a minute. You know, I got to come to Boston. I got to work on my faith too. Um, and so basically, as soon as I got to Boston in January, I, I started studying the Bible and it only took me a month and a half before, you know, locking it up and, you know, becoming a disciple and wanting to go, you know, full throttle. So yeah, it was basically through my girlfriend at the time. Um, so yeah. Okay. So how, how old are you now? I'm 24. Okay. Are you yeah. still dating that girl? No, we did it for about a year and a half after, but then you know, we broke up. Um, I think she's doing well, so okay, no longer dating though. Okay. Yeah. What got you interested in going to Flagstaff? Well, the so I had a friend, um, Mario Salamura, who forwarded me your, your podcast where you'd mentioned Flagstaff. You mentioned wanting a church up in Flagstaff. And of course, I'd, I'd gone to the school here in Flagstaff, Northern Arizona, university and uh for a year and a half and so you know after being in boston four years and, and hearing that we're planning a church here in flagstaff that's when the first spark happened um through listening to your podcast and i was like oh man i started thinking about all the all the cool things we do as a, as a church in flagstaff going hiking together going to the lava tubes and uh, exploring the prairies and meadows and just thinking about the, the students on campus as well you know the, the students i lived with and how much they needed to hear hear the word, and and that's what got me going, wow. and uh, really thinking about coming back to Flagstaff. That's so awesome! Yeah. I got to give a shout out to Mari Sawamura. Thank you so much, yeah. Mari. <laughs> uh, I know Mari when she when she was a kid. Her parents and Pam and me we were in the same staff in Tokyo, Japan. And so here's a shout out to Michitaka and Hiromi. I hope you guys are doing great in China. But uh, thank you for spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate that. Now, what's Nathan? What's happened since you got to Flagstaff? When you get there, and what's what's happened since then? Yeah, so it's it's been three weeks since I've been here. 
And we've been able to have our inaugural kickoff service, which was just massive. I don't even know how many people were there. Maybe over 300. Maybe you have a number. But 325. Yeah, 325 people. And it was just, there was so many people. It was, the room was glowing. Um, everyone was, was having a great time. Service was loud. Um, but there's been a lot, every week, every week for maybe a couple of times, two or three weeks, we meet up and evangelize. And uh, me working, I haven't been able to, to join that because it's right in the midday, but we've been having Bible talks at the mall. Um, there's been campus devos starting up and we're really getting into a groove here, um, you know, with our Sunday services. And I was able to, to lead the communion uh, today, which is awesome. So that's one way I was, I was able to give to the church. And um, yeah, yeah, I think we're getting into a groove, but keeping the missionary mindset. You've been there for three weeks. How's the church gone so far? Yeah, I mean it's it's been growing. Um, so far, we've we've had a we had a couple of visitors today, um, and we've been growing. We we just had an engaged couple get baptized. They're Navajo, which is really inspiring. Um, I don't even know what kind of barriers come with, with being Navajo and and you know laying down your life for for God. But um, they're a you know engaged couple, um, still engaged and and baptized and ready to go. And they're even hosting some of the people from the church at their, their house, uh, for dinner, which is great. So they're getting involved. Um, and Nick is, their names are Nick and Janice and, and Nick is a Raiders fan. So that's great. Uh, Raiders <laughs> are, are our family's team. Um, and then Sonia, uh, who's young, she's a, she's at the school here at NAU. She's very young and, and she just got baptized yesterday, actually, um, Saturday night in the lake. It was cold. Uh, it was dark or stepped on rocks. But uh, she wanted to make it special, and you know, we we shouted her out today in service, and she had a massive smile on her face. She's one of those people that doesn't like to show emotion, but she just couldn't resist. So it was great to see her smile and, and everything. But it's it's really coming together. We're family, and it's it feels genuine. That's a lot awesome. of genuine relationships. It must have yeah. been a shock coming from one of the kingdom's biggest churches in Boston yeah. to a church that you know is a fraction of the size. Can you tell me how, mm -hmm. how was that adjustment? It was, it's still in the process, you know, it's, I think it's great. Um, that's what I was looking for, you know, going from that big church, I knew it was going to be small, but that's kind of the reason I chose to come as, as one more way to grow, to have me grow in my character and even ministry to, to know what it's like to be part of a small church. And it's been great. I mean, you're, you're with the same people more frequently. And so I know these relationships relationships are going to grow pretty fast. Um, but you basically, you can't be one of those people that just hangs out in the back. You got to, <laughs> you know, you introduce yourself because these are going to be your friends and uh, your partners, you know, in, in the gospel and, and living, you live in this walk. So it's been great. I'm really looking forward to getting to know more of them. Um, there's actually a good amount of young people. So I think that that that's a surprise. Okay. How many young people there are my age, which has been great. What's what's it like working working your job and then doing mission missionary work? Yeah. I mean, so I've had three principles that I've tried to follow since being here. It's it's God over sleep, God over work, and God over fun. And so I'm just trying to remember <laughs> You know, to get my my time with God um, before work and and it even prioritize. You know, if I know we're going to go sharing 
after after work hours, I'm going to be there. Like, I got to be there. Um, and even trying to use a little bit of my flexibility as a remote worker to go to some extra events, like getting lunch with uh, a brother or sister um, real quick, you know, because I, I can pick up my work later or something right. like that. So it's been good. What's What do you do for work and what company do you work for? Yeah, I work for a company called MZ Burning Glass. It's an economic modeling company. And I, I, um, I'm a product analyst and I basically improve one of our our internal data products that we offer. Uh, it's basically data classification. Um, yeah. Wow, that sounds complicated. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, it can be simple, but the more you talk about it, it gets really complicated again. So, <laughs> what what are the app? Can you can you simplify? Give you some applications? Like, what does that mean? Like, what? Yeah. What is it? So so labor market. We sell we sell uh, software and we sell data. As labor market data, so job postings, resumes, social profiles, we all we all compile it, and I help organize it into our databases and implement it into our products. And so, a, a higher education institution will buy it to improve their programs. You know, look at the skills that are in job postings from like Oracle or Google, and say, hey, we need to improve our software programming uh, program. So that's how they use it. Um, Someone like Microsoft might use it to see who Google is hiring for so they can stay competitive to Google um, and vice versa. Mm. Staffing agencies will use it to see what the market's like, to see where they can find talent, uh, what cities are pumping out talent. Um, and even cities and states and governments will use it to improve their uh, economy in their local town wow. or even as a, as a nation. Okay, so. that's awesome. Yeah. What gets you up in the morning? What really turns your crank where you just go, yes, I'm fired up? <laughs> um, well, yeah, I, I love to sleep. And I even <laughs> take power naps throughout the day. And that's why one of my three pillars is God before sleep. Um, so that's one thing. God, <laughs> fear God and uh, wanting to respect him. But also, you know, I think about my coffee, my morning coffee and <laughs> sitting there at my desk with a, a warm brew. And I recently bought a grinder and I've been buying whole bean. So that's kind of a, a new adventure I'm on right now. Mm. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> okay. Fresh ground coffee. <laughs> What's been your biggest spiritual victory? Like you've been a Christian, what, two years now, three years? Four years. Four years. Okay. Yeah. In the past four years, mm. what's been your biggest spiritual victory? Honestly, it's, it's incredible to stay a disciple in this world, but I would say it's what a victory. It's a victory that I experience pretty often. And that is visiting disciples in other cities and States. I think that is one of the biggest victories of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. And it may not be that personal to me, but it's, 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 I think I classify it as a victory. I think it's, it's just blessings to be able to visit um, another city and see, see a disciple you used to know or used to live with or look close to. And um, it just, it's so strengthening for the faith. So I would say that is a huge victory to be a part of that even. What's been your biggest spiritual defeat? What's been your biggest setback? Hmm. Yeah, that's tough. Um, 
I think sometimes I can think that I do not witness Jesus by by uh, sharing my testimony. Um, yeah, sometimes I feel that I don't use my testimony and the value of my testimony as something that can be a witness to, to people um, and even my closest friends. And so I don't think it's a defeat, you know, that they definitely see uh, Jesus lived out in me and they know that I've changed, but uh, I guess sometimes I wish it was more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, I think we have a great relationship, me and my closest friends, but uh, my friends who aren't uh, believers or disciples, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's something I, you know, growing in and want to use more. If you could paint a picture of your future life in 10 years, I mean, in detail, what would it look like? What would you like to see happen? Oh, man, I I don't know what it's going to look like, but I know that I will have gone to many places. I'm hoping to have lived in different countries and, you know, different states and be a part of different churches within those 10 years. I hope to be married, uh, absolutely married, uh, be 34. So I don't know how many kids I'd have, maybe one or two. Um, four would be, you know, the ultimate goal in the long run would be sweet. Um, but probably still, I feel like I'd still have a very mobile mindset. Mm. Um, lately, I've just, you know, been inspired that my home is kind of anywhere the word of God's preached. Um, and anywhere you have relationships. And so, you know, I, yeah, I'd hope to, I, I don't want to know where I'll be in 10 years. Mm. I'll, obviously I'm going to plan for the future. Have you ever thought about going overseas? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. That's I awesome. mean, next year, Japan is like a, a dream of mine to spend a year in Japan, um, just experience a new culture. But uh, absolutely want to go overseas. That's awesome. I think that's a great idea. You came on the mission field with a mission. What's your plan to accomplish in the next year in Flagstaff? Yeah, great question. So I was talking to Brian Mackey, who leads the church here, and I was just trying to, I was I'm, one of my biggest fears is me losing steam for the mission here. And he, was like, yeah, man, I, I think you just need to think about um, everything you can accomplish while you're here. And so I basically dedicated a time with God to just meditate on all the things that I want to do and, and inspire. And a lot of it's, you know, grow, grow in relationships, uh, know what it's like to be part of a small church, um, inspire my best, my one of my best friends is living here. So really, you know, um, inspire him and, and make sure that he sees the way I live and um, man, I wish I had that, that list accessible to me, but, um, but yeah, I, I spent time meditating on that. And, uh, I, I went from being worried that I was just gonna not have a good plan for the year to feeling very content, like, oh, wow, I can actually do a lot in a year. Mm. I can do a lot for God. And even, and, and I realized it's not just what happens this year. It's, it's how many um, skills I'll pick up mm. during this year that I can right. use for years to come mm. as well. So that excited me. That's awesome. You're pretty tall. What are you like? Six, six. 
<laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Six, six. Oh my gosh. I remember when we went sharing, I was like, whoa, this dude is really tall. You don't strike me as a programmer. I mean, I, I had you pegged as like former beach volleyball champion or something like that. What do you, what do you do in your off time when you're not praying, spending time with God or sharing your faith? Oh man, I'm, I'm a yes man. So like my guys would make fun of me um, back in Boston that I have too much stuff. And so <laughs> when the winter it's snowboarding and summer is golf and fishing and anything like here, I want to get into disc golf and um, I'm, I'm almost always with people, you know, I, I don't love to be alone unless I'm watching Formula One. Uh, I don't really want to watch Formula One with anyone else. <laughs> I just want to you know, sit by myself and watch the race. But uh, those are some things. I, I like to just do everything. <laughs> okay. Who's your favorite Formula One racer? Uh, Carlos Sainz. He's oh, Sainz. Okay. Yeah, I like I like great. Max Verstappen. Of course. I mean, okay. Max is, you, you got to root for Max. I mean, he's, he's pretty awesome. But Daniel yeah. Ricciardo also is... Mm-hmm. he's a great character. Mm-hmm. Just one was on my fantasy team. So seeing him win last week was awesome. Pretty awesome. That was great. I, I was wondering, yeah. had he lost it? You know, had he lost his mojo or something? Oh, man. It was great yeah. to see him win. Before Netflix, this this series, I knew nothing about it, but all of a sudden it's it's been mm-hmm. great. I know all, all the different racers. Okay, I've got to ask you a question. Are you going to the Climb Conference in Dallas? Yeah, so... Um, this is my first time hearing about it, but I am free that weekend. And I honestly don't know why I wouldn't go, you know, when I hear about these leadership conferences and, you know, people talk about how you, you can go there and get so many great ideas for your ministry. I think, Oh wait, I don't lead a ministry. I'm not a full-time staff member, but I was like, well, that doesn't matter. I can right. still bring back some really great ideas That's right. for my ministry, especially being part of a small church. Mm-hmm. You, your opinion and your ideas are, are heard and usually implemented more probably frequently. And so That's right. I think I don't see a reason why I wouldn't go, especially I, I have never been to Dallas. I've been to every other major city in Texas except Dallas. So I think it, it'd be great. I'll see you there. Let yeah. me, let me ask you this question. If someone were thinking about going on a mission team or working remotely, whatever their age may be, what advice would you give them? Um, yeah, I think you've got to think about what you want to do long-term for God in the kingdom and what, what it's going to take to get there. And so this, this domestic, domestic church planting is just step one in my eyes. It's just a step one to get training. So you want to think long-term what you want to do for the kingdom and realize that, you know, every, every act you do for God, you want to step it up. You want to try to challenge yourself and do more. You know, as a disciple, that's what we're called to do more and more and, and try to equip ourselves. And so uh, just think about what you want to do and when that's going to happen. Because the, the longer you delay it, the longer you delay it. And the, the kingdom's got to wait on you. And uh, the sooner you get it done, the sooner you'll feel confident in what you're able to do for God. And, uh, and you'll meet so many new people. And so I, I, would, I would say, think about what you want to do for God in the kingdom and pray a lot about it. And try to really picture yourself in that setting mm. and how, you know, pleased God would be and, and know that you're doing the will of God. Amen. Yeah. Nathan, thanks so much for coming on the program. Absolutely. I've, I've got to say, I am inspired by your attitude. I just go, I love your attitude. I want a 
thousand more Nathans to go out there and just just go out and plant churches and go on mission teams. I just go, you've got the heart and spirit of a total missionary. Reminds me of the Apostle Paul, gutsy, fired up, taking risks. And I go, that's awesome. And so that's that's kind of what gave me the idea of doing this, this series on mobile missionaries. I thought, my son's doing it, you're doing it, and it inspires me. I go, that's, that's the way to go. And I hope that it inspires other people because of COVID, there's been so much more movement across the country, so much more mobility. And this can be an incredible opportunity for God to work to spread his kingdom. So thank you for what you're doing, and I'll see you in Dallas. Yeah, thanks for having me, Rob. Thank you so much for joining the Rob Skinner Podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please hit the subscribe button and let your friends know about it and how to find it. Because my goal is to inspire you to make this life count, live a no-regrets life, and multiply disciples, leaders, and churches. Have a great day and make this life count.